Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. everybody how you feeling college football is the feeling as you know every time you join us right here on strong as steel as we get closer and closer how about this the final day today of the month of august which means when we turn the page tomorrow when you join us for another edition of strong as steel we will be in the month that starts the college football season for this 2017 campaign. Great to have you along. I'm Michael Regai, as always, joined by the uh, the number one, the top preeminent uh, voice and author of College Football in the Business, the author of Phil Steele's College Football Preview, The Bible You Can't Do Without It. As we say hi to the one and only Phil Steele. Last day of July, Phil. We're getting closer, man. I, I've got the goosebumps on my arms. How about you? Well, there you go. And, uh, you know, for the uh, fans here listening to the, the Mac podcast, and, and by the way, as you know, you can get all the previous podcasts, Power 5, Non-Power 5, uh, right there on iTunes. And make sure when you're on iTunes, you go ahead and uh, tell us that you like, tell them that you like us. I mean, if you want to see these podcasts increase and get more of them, that's the best way to do it. So go ahead. And a lot of folks don't put their opinions out there, but go do that. But uh, the one thing I want to let you guys know is when it comes to Mac football, Michael, we're a guy, a little bit of an expert here. He's uh, does the, uh, the radio interviews for the Mac media days at, at Canton last week. Uh, and did a great job doing that. He's been a, the mediator for the Mac conference many times for their uh, conference things. And this year, what I did is I just ran out of time interviewing all these coaches. Uh, Michael handled a bunch of the Mac coaches since he knows them all so well. So uh, these two podcasts here today and tomorrow, uh, let's uh, keep your ears open for what Michael has to say because he knows the Mac pretty well. I appreciate that, Phil. Uh, yeah, it's been a uh, first started calling Mac football. Boy, you want me to date myself here? My first year calling Mac football was 1987. So, uh Away we go. I mean, I guess that would be this would be year 30 as uh, the Mid-American Conference gets set to go. But you're right. It's uh, it's been a a fast rising uh, group of five conference, as we know. We'll get into it with regard to uh, the standard that Western Michigan set a year ago. But, Phil, again, before we do start, you just touched on it a moment ago. Uh, You uh, I, I always call you the preeminent. Uh, analyst, author uh, in the game, and everything philsteel.com that and everything that entails is available for all of our Strongest Steel podcast listeners uh, beyond what we do here. So kind of give us an update. We're about ready to go into the month of August. Give us an update where everything is uh, on the website and all that pertains to that as college football fans have to have your up-to-date, very best information going to prepare for the season. Yeah, and if you go to philsteel.com, 
there's going to be some big changes this year. We're revamping the website. It's actually taken a little bit longer than I expected. I was hoping it was in place by now, but it will be up very shortly, and you're going to love the new uh, Phil Steele design of the website. be a lot more user-friendly, so uh, be paying attention. Keep clicking on philsteele.com each and every day to see when that does get updated. And Phil Steele Plus is a great deal. Now, you can't sign up for it yet, not until we get the website updated, but once you do, uh, I love getting the team pages. They're loaded with information, and, and just stacking up the team pages side-by-side side when I ever do a forecast of the game, the Phil Steele Plus is a great thing. And if you're out there and about and you keep saying to yourself, you know, I've been to Walgreens, Walmart, Publix, CVS, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, I can't find your magazine. It's because it's sold out. I mean, that thing hits the newsstands, and I talked to a couple of the, the magazine companies out there, or the distributors, you know, a guy from Walgreens, things like that. It's just mm-hmm. so tough for them to, in a chain like that to reorder a one-time magazine that once they sell out, they're out. Now, if you're having trouble finding it, you really need it, you can actually download it to your computer this year. Go to philsteel.com and uh, hit the college football preview button, and you can download it to your computer, your laptop, your iPhone, your Android device, anything that's got uh, 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 a, a thing to it where you can go on the Internet, uh, you can download it there. So more information on that on philsteel.com. Upcoming website coming up on philsteel.com, much improved. And then, of course, Phil Steel Plus. Make sure you check it out this football season. Can't miss. you got to have it. I love the accessibility, too, Phil, and uh, greatly appreciate you pointing that out and making it happen for all of our Strong as Steel uh, podcast listeners. Our producer, Jim Nabosna, cracking the whip. He says, come on, guys, let's get rolling here. So we will do that. Phil, we're going to start in the Mid-American Conference, the East Division of uh, the Mac today. And we do this alphabetically, by the way. It's not our predicted or projected order of finish. We just go through every squad alphabetically in each conference and uh, each division. So that leads us to start with the, the, the Akron Zips, Terry Bowden's football team. Now, Phil, 2015 saw Akron cap off an eight-win campaign with that strong comfort behind 23-21 win over Utah State in the, uh, the Boise-Idaho Potato Bowl. Now, Although far less experienced last year, uh, saw the zips. They were sitting at five and three, Phil, and then injuries really started to take a toll. Four consecutive losses wiped out what could have been back-to-back bowl bids. Now, when we look at though uh, those returning, quarterback Tommy Woodson has started the bulk of the last three years. He's now a senior. He's primed for real big things. The O-line and the linebacking core Gained valuable experience last year that I know you're going to point out. This is year six for Terry Bowden. The defense, it took a step backward last year as they allowed 33 points a game and 466 yards. So that's got to improve some. But, Phil, quite simply, in the uh, the tough Mac East, should Zips fans feel confident about their possibilities, win the division, or at least uh, getting back to a bowl game this year? Yeah, I think they should feel very confident about getting to a bowl game this year, and for a couple of reasons. Uh, now, when you touched on 8-5 and five in 2015, but a lot of my key indicators were pointing down last year. I mean, they only were number 124 in my experience chart. They had a stock market indicator of minus 3.5. They had a tougher schedule. And then the injuries. I mean, any team that loses their top two quarterbacks, top running back, top offense alignment, top two defense alignment all early in the year and still cobble together a season where they almost make a bowl. I thought Coach Bowden did a great job last year. Now all the indicators this year are pointing up. We're talking about a team with 15 returning starters. So they move up to number 27 on my experience chart, which is the second highest in the MAC. That's a team where now the stock market indicator pointing up. Now, they do draw both Toledo and Western Michigan out of the, the West, which is not yep. easy. They draw Penn State and Iowa State in non-conference play. They draw Troy on the road in non-conference play. So I can't say the schedule got softer this year, but what I can say this much more experienced team shouldn't suffer the injuries they did last year. And one guy I really want you to watch is Warren Ball, the Ohio State transfer. I mean, he's 6'1", 232. This is a guy that, uh, you know, it, big things were expected last year, had 181 yards, 7.2 yards per carry, and then boom, out for the year in the second game last season. He's a guy that's a, an NFL-caliber running back. I think you'll see Warren Ball have a big season in the MAC this year. If they can keep their quarterbacks healthy, Coach Bowden felt that they would have won two more games 
with Woodson, if Woodson had stayed healthy last year. Uh, the offensive line looks good. Uh, they've got practically the entire unit back. And defensively, a lot of solid players there, guys like uh, Brock Boxen up front on the defensive tackle spot, Ulysses, uh, Ulysses Gilbert at the Will, Will, Will linebacker, Brian Bell, middle linebacker, Kyron Brown at cornerback. I like the talent of this team. I don't like the schedule, but I do like the talent. And I, I think Akron gets itself back to a bowl game, and they did make my most improved list this year. Yeah, that's what uh, we we're going to go next. So uh, make sure you always check out uh, in the magazine uh, Phil's most improved list because that will give you a little extra added uh, oomph to uh, your assessments as you look at how Phil feels a team can bounce back maybe from uh, what's considered a down year. You know, Phil, you mentioned Warren Ball. I, I, I agree with you on him. I want your thoughts on uh, – on Tommy Woodson because he too, as I said, not you know he started halfway through his redshirt freshman year, so that, this is a guy that's uh, virtually going to be a four-year starter. Um, we have him as uh, you know uh, amongst the top four quarterbacks in the MAC. But how vital is he? But number one, staying healthy. Uh, but number two, you know, really again taking a step forward to this football team's success. Uh, it is big, and in 233 pounds, he's a, he's a big, powerful run uh, quarterback that runs the ball extremely well. And you know, he's a you would don't peg him as a runner. I mean, because he can throw the football over 2,000 yards, 60 percent, 18 six ratio last year. I like the depth though that they have now. You take a look at a guy like Nick Johns comes in. He was a PS 46 quarterback out of Virginia. He's more of a pro style of quarterback, but does have some ability to run. He's got the talent. He's got the arm. He just needs to learn the offense. And he's getting a lot of reps because Woodson missed uh, the spring and missed most of the uh, summer workouts. So Johns is 6'3", 222. I think he can come in, and I think they're in better shape there. And then they even have Cato Nelson. Uh, he's a guy who uh, he played with some patience in the pocket last year. Uh, he, he's, he was a PS 96 QB. He's only 6'1", 195, so he's not as big as the other two, but he's a capable QB. So I like the I like what would happen if Woodson went down, but I also think Woodson is one of the better QBs in the MAC. Well, Terry Bowden just doesn't want to go through Phil what he had to, as we know, last year. The last two games of the regular season, wide receiver Terrell Goodman, a high school option quarterback, was uh, the starting quarterback for the Akron And they almost Zips. beat Ohio. They did. They're yep. thrown in the end zone at the end of the game. <laughs> that's yeah. That's 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 exactly right. So the ironies of this beautiful game of college football, Phil. We always point out uh, the you mentioned most improved list. We'll see on Akron there. We always point out our friends at the South Point uh, the Race and Sports Book in Vegas. They put out a a win total for each team for Akron this year. They got them at five and a half. Uh, the schedule, as you said, though, is uh, just filled with some of the big names around the game. I uh, almost say Terry Bowden can get to six, although he, he might have to pull an upset to do that. And uh, if the uh, team makes my most improved list, uh, that means I'm projecting them to go from a losing record to a bull. Enough said. I'm picking Akron on my most improved list. I'm going over five and a half with them. I'm bullish All on right. the this year. Bullish on the zips. Very good. So that uh, that gets us off and running here in uh, the Mac East. Great to have you with us on Strongest Steel. Michael Regai, Phil Steele, our producer, Jim Nabosna. And, again, go to iTunes.com. Tell us uh, how much you love Strongest Steel and tell us uh, why you want to see it continue to grow bigger and better going forward because you can't do without it for your college football uh, preparation each and every time we get together, iTunes.com, and uh, leave us a, a strength uh, of review on uh, Strongest Steel and what you want to, uh, why you want to see us keep going with you and making it bigger and better. Let's move from uh, Akron as we continue in the Mac East. We'll uh, swing to the, the western side of the state of Ohio where the Bowling Green Falcons reside. Phil, this was, uh, you know, quite a year for uh, Mike Jinks uh, last year in his first year as head football coach following Dito Babers. Three consecutive impressive wins for the Falcons to finish the year. So that really buoyed uh, head coach Jinks' enthusiasm, as, uh, as he told me, uh, as we conversed uh, after spring practice. He gets his squad set for year two of his head coaching stint, so he knows him a lot better. The personnel has started to solidify. And that experience factor, uh, Phil, I, I think is a top key here. I know you and I talked about it. 
fourth most experienced of uh, the 12 squads in the MAC. They jump up to number 52 on your experience chart, the top half of the FBS. Sturdy sophomore quarterback James Morgan started seven games as a freshman. He's poised to uh, make sure that uh, this offense continues to stay uh, potent. The defense vastly improved the final three games of the year. Phil, that we mentioned that they won just 18 points a game after they allowed 45 a game in the first nine. So here, Phil, quite simply, should we expect to see a significant jump from Mike Jinks and his Bowling Green Falcons this year? And are they on your most improved list of candidates? Yeah, and for me, BG was one of the tougher teams for me to handicap because if you look at the entire season overall, the 4-8 and and, and uh, what happened on the year, I mean, on the season where it gave up 464 yards per game, their potent offense only had – they were actually outscored by 14 points per game last year overall. But as you touched on, much better team down the stretch – And now, you know, we've talked about this before in the podcast. When a first-year head coach comes in, he's got to learn the player's strengths and weaknesses. Players have to learn new systems. Usually have a learning curve. They had that learning curve. Uh, The team that won the MAC title in 2015 opened up last year 1-8 and and were non-competitive in plenty of games. But down the stretch, winning at Akron, hosting Kent, hosting Buffalo. Granted, Akron was banged up. Kent and Buffalo were two of the weaker teams of the East. But you had to be impressed with the way they played. The Kent State game, very impressive, 42-7. to They had a 597-254 yard edge there. Now, they only lose 15 lettermen. They've got 12 returning starters coming back. They're in the second year of jinx. And, uh, you know, as you touch on, James Morgan is a guy who's 6'4", 213. He was a PS43 quarterback. He only threw for 2,000 yards last year. Now in the second year of Jinx's system, I look for much uh, much improved numbers. Scott Miller, Tao Redding at the receiver spot. Offensive line only has two starters back, a little bit of a question. But defensively, they'll be more like the unit that played in the second half of the season than the first. They also got one of the better punters in the country in uh, Joe Davidson. 43.2 mm-hmm. net last year. you got to love that. And Jack uh, Suter, that the uh, the kicker spot, hit 9-12 field goals. So they've got good special teams as well. Uh, overall, this is a, a BG team that when you look at my sets of power ratings, they rank, they have nine sets of power ratings. One of them calls for BG to be 1-11 and 11 this year. One of them calls for him to be 7-5. and five. I mean, it's all over the place <laughs> yeah. when it comes to BG. And so you just have to examine the schedule. At Michigan State, at Northwestern, at Middle Tennessee, they'll be a dog mm. in all three. Pivotal game for them, that Akron game. I touched on how yeah. I like Akron this year. They get that game at home. And as you know, Michael, in the MAC, home field is not as dominant as, as in some other conferences. Uh, we see the road teams win a little bit more often than the MAC. They have to play Miami of Ohio on the road. That's tough. Ohio at home. Ohio's one of the top teams in the East. Northern Illinois, and a much improved Northern Illinois, at home. So their home slate this year is Toledo, Northern Illinois, Ohio, and Akron in the MAC. That means they're tough, or they're more winnable games are actually on the road this year. Can they win on the road? Can they steal a home game? I think it's going to be a really interesting season for BG. Yeah, interesting season to be sure. Phil pointed out uh, schedule wise, and um, you know those. Uh, listen, when you win three straight at the end of the year and uh, play as impressively as they did, um, you know Mike Jinx. Uh, he, as you said, he feels like this could be the stimulus and the catalyst that he felt they got going into spring practice and had an improved spring session from where they were in his first year. Phil, the, the uh, gang at South Point uh, has Bowling Green. They see they, them with a win total at four. You just ran down the schedule. They're probably going to be underdogs in, what would you say, nine, nine. games? Yeah, nine. nine. Mm-hmm. You going over that four? You know, Michael, uh, this is a team, like I said, that just confounds me. Uh, you Naturally, this is a much-improved team over last year. Both sides sure. of the football love the way they finished. But just running through that schedule there, I think it's going to be tough. So I think four is a legitimate number, and I would probably lean with under based on the fact of that uh, that tough schedule, even though I think BG is going to more resemble that team that won their last three games than the one that opened up last season, one and eight. That's a killer schedule. Yeah, no, it really is. And uh, I'm with you on that, even though I I will tell you, though, if uh, they're sitting there at four or five wins going into that final week of the season, that wouldn't shock me either. As you said, they're they're a little bit difficult to get a real handle on for the varying reasons. But I'm with you, Phil. I'm going to go 
I'm going to go under on that, and I got a feeling that Mike Jinks is going to look at us next year and say, oh, yeah, okay, you guys didn't believe in us, <laughs> and and uh, we got you. So we'll see how that plays out. But for the time being, we will, uh, we will uh, go on the underside with the Bowling Green Falcons. It's the Mac East that we're doing today on this Monday, July 31st, and we flip the page and join you tomorrow for the, the West Division of the Mac. We are... We are in college football season, gang. Yeah, we are, because the month of August means that's when kickoffs begin. That start uh, on Thursday, August 31st on uh, Labor Day weekend. So we're all looking forward to that. And I know that uh, Lance Leipold, the head coach of the Buffalo Bulls, is uh, hoping to flip the script, Phil, on what was a disappointing 2-10 and 10 football season in Buffalo, New York last year. They only had one Mac win, Phil. In 2016, now Lance Leipold is beginning his third year. Uh, he's got six foot seven, and we just talked about James Morgan and that that young quarterback trying to entrench himself at Bowling Green. Same thing at Buffalo. Six foot seven inch dual threat QB sophomore Tyree Jackson at the helm of his offense. Offense should improve uh, from 2016. They only averaged 16 points a game with a freshman quarterback and trying to implement a lot of young players. Got to establish running back depth, Phil, after Jordan Johnson takes his 1,000-yard uh, season and uh, graduates. Defense, it's got to show gains. Uh, now, uh, you know, they, that sturdy Mike linebacker, the middle linebacker, Khalil Hodge, really like him. He'll jump off the charts at you. Second team back a year ago, but... Phil, I guess to sum it up, look, young players, young players for Lance Leipold, as we talk to them this spring, they've got big, big opportunities to show that they're ready for the world of Division One FBS college football. A lot of them, they're going to get these opportunities, Phil. They, they've, got to, uh, they've got to impress. Can enough of those young players impress to get this team moving forward? You know, potential's clearly there. And Buffalo is a team that has uh, performed – Opposite of my expectations, each of uh, Coach Leipold's first two years. His first year, my expectations were low for Buffalo, and yet he got them to five and four before they lost their last three, despite having just ten returning starters. Now, last year they were the least experienced team in the MAC, but I said to myself, well, they got four MAC home games against teams with losing records. Leipold overachieved last season. I think they've got a chance to uh, have a pretty good season, and then they collapse. It was just a two and ten year. Now, this year, they do draw Ohio, Western Michigan, and Northern Illinois at home, meaning a lot of their winnable games are on the road. When I look at the talent, you know, Tyree Jackson, 6'7", 245, a reported 4'6 speed. Interesting from my conversation with Coach Mike Leach the other day, talking mm -hmm. about speeds. And he said, you know, the fastest time you're going to get reported on a player is the strength coach. The second fastest <laughs> time you get is from the player himself. Yeah. And the third time is the actual legitimate time. The so real I'm time? I'm wondering which one that 4-6 was in that range of uh, things with uh, Tyree Jackson. Right. But to get a guy that size with that speed, that mobility, and, uh, you know, he only had a 9-9 ratio last year, but that was as a freshman. Didn't have a great supporting cast. He's got a better supporting cast this year. Stronger offensive line. I mean, you look at these guys up front. They've got four starters back. Uh, the running back, they, they've got uh, Jordan, Jordan Johnson, of course, gone. But they bring back uh, Jonathan Hawkins this year, who had 338 yards. Uh, should be pretty decent there. Uh, the defense, as you touched on, with Hodge in the middle and Jared Franklin, Damone Harris, uh, Cam Lewis at the cornerback spot. There's plenty of talent on that side of the ball. And then you look at the schedule. Uh, at Minnesota, at Army, a couple of games will be a dog in. They get Lane Kiffin traveling to Buffalo. How about that? That'll be an interesting game early on wow. uh, week four. Uh, and But the max schedule is tough. Western Michigan, Northern Illinois, and Ohio at home, meaning the winnable games, games like Ball State, Akron, Kent State, those are all on the road for Buffalo this year. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what Lance Leipold pulls out. Like I said, I've been off on Buffalo each of his first two years, so we'll see what it is this year. Yeah, no, no, no and and you sure you lay out with good reason why. it's It's been a little bit of a roller coaster ride, no question about that. Uh, we, we laid out the schedule. So, you know, they do get the four home games. But, you know, as Phil said, you're looking at probably with the exception of, um, you know, Miami, the more winnable at Miami, uh, the Red Hawks, of course, uh, in late October, the more winnable games might be on the road. Phil, with all this in mind, uh, the gang at South Point uh, sets that win total 
at three and a half, three and a half for Buffalo. Um, you know, I, I do think we're probably going to see slight improvement over that two win season with it at three and a half. I, I, I'm, I'm going to say that much like his first year that Lance Leipold can get this football team to four wins. If everything goes right, maybe five, Phil, I'm going to go over here. Yeah, you know, when I look at Buffalo this year, I've got them an underdog in nine games with a toss-up game as well. So the numbers say go under, Phil. And uh, and my numbers have been off on Buffalo each of the first two years. So like you said, I'm going to go back to his first year and say he overachieves this year. With the fact that uh, the computer has been off on Buffalo the first two years, I'm going to go with the over. I I think Coach Leipold uh, gets it done. And I like the raw talent they have. I I think when you look at some of these players that they have athletically, they're better than their final record was last year. Yeah, no question about it. So uh, Phil and I will both go over and and see if Lance Leipold and his uh, Buffalo Bulls can regroup, get themselves uh, to the better side of uh, where they were last year at just 2 and 10. You know, Phil, as uh, we do the Mid-American Conference here on Strong as Steel, you know, overall, that's one of the, the group of five conferences that, that, that seem to be elevating and climbing, at least, you know, recognition perception-wise uh, around uh, college football, given Western Michigan last year. Phil, do you think uh, what P.J. Fleck and Western Michigan going 13-0, and playing Wisconsin very tough in the Cotton Bowl, I think last week we agreed that the American Athletic right now is the strongest group of five, but did that open some eyes last year nationally about the Mid-American Conference and the strong brand of football they play with what Western Michigan accomplished? Oh, absolutely, yeah, and uh, I think it, it elevated the MAC uh, clearly. Where in the past, it's always been when you're look, looking at the uh, Group of Five, the MAC has always been back there with the Sun Belt and the CUSA. But uh, I think last year, the with Western Michigan's success, that brought the MAC up there with the Mountain West of the world. And uh, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really liking the uh, the way the the MAC is shaping up again this year. I also love the way my my movement watch is shaking up. It's a it's a MVMT watch. It's pronounced movement, and uh, it's it's a great looking watch. It feels good on your wrist. You know, I'll tell you an inside story here, Michael. Uh, you know, Sierra, my daughter, who just graduated from college, and so she knows what's in right now. She takes a look at my watch. She goes, "Is that a movement watch?" Like, yeah, she goes, wow, I've always wanted one of those. They are really nice-looking watches. And, you know, Movement was started by a company by two broke college kids that just wanted to wear stylish watches but couldn't afford them. So they started their own watch company. I love that. I started my own business way back in 1982, starting a football newsletter, and it's grown into the magazine that is today. A Movement watches started just $95. At a department store, you're looking at 400 500 bucks. But by selling them just online, they cut out the middleman and give you the best possible price and like i said the watch itself is not only feels good looks good to me it is in style right now and right now you can get 15 percent off with free shipping and free returns by going to mvmt.com slash steel that's mvmt which stands for movement.com slash steel the watch is really clean design and seriously i've been getting compliments on it since i put it on Now's the time to step up your watch game. Go to MVMT.com slash steel and join the movement today. All right, let's move on uh, here in the Mac East. We swig from Buffalo, New York, back to the uh, the eastern side, northeastern side of the state of Ohio and check in with Paul Haynes and his Kent State Golden Flashes. Fifth year now for the former all-MAC defensive back. Paul Haynes was an outstanding player for the Kent State Flashes. Bounced around as an assistant coach, of course. Uh, got his chops down and uh, has five years ago came back to be named the head coach of his alma mater. Schedule's difficult, Phil. But Paul Haynes and Kent State, they tell us all the time when we speak to Coach Haynes and following spring practice that uh, they are certainly on a mission to become much more physical, to be much more of a tough football team. And Haynes has got that going on now. A former running back and slot receiver, Nick Holley, stepped into the uh, the quarterback role last year after injuries, just wiped out the position. He made seven starts there. Philly was the number one rusher for the football team. He uh, threw for close to 900 yards. It sounds like Haynes says, nope, he's my quarterback now. Should secure the job. 
As far as the schedule goes, it's bruising. Phil, how about this? At Clemson, at Marshall, and at Louisville in the first four weeks of the season with the, the one home game against the FCS squad in between. Phil, I think if good health holds uh, in the MAC play, they could be poised to make a surprise run in the MAC East. Uh, you know, I, does, is that enough to get them on your most approved list potentially? Well, it's going to be tough. As you mentioned, at Clemson, at Marshall, at Louisville, those are three games that are going to be a clear underdog in. And as a game that uh, Michael Regai called last year, Kent State against North Carolina A&T, a couple yeah. of very questionable pass interference calls at what? Was at 4 o'clock in the morning that game ended in four <laughs> overtimes, <laughs> yeah. Michael? Yeah, and, close uh, to it, yeah. yeah uh, definitely some questionable. Uh, both ways were questionable against Kent State, one that probably should have been called, one that wasn't called. And uh, Kent State ends up losing that game to North Carolina A&T in the second game of the season. So I know they won't take Howard lightly in that one, but the Bison were uh, Bison were two and nine last year, and so I, I think that they'll be able to get that one. When I look at Kent, you know, let's face it, uh, Coach Haynes hasn't been dealt a great deal, of car- a great deck of cards. I mean, last year he lost his top three quarterbacks to injury. That's why a guy like uh, Nick Holly took over as a starting quarterback. But Holly did well, and I think that bodes well for the coaching. When you're analyzing a coach and how good he does, to be able to take lemons and make lemonade out of it like he did with Nick Holly was pretty good. And this is a Kent State team that wasn't getting blown out in the MAC on a weekly basis. In fact, almost every single MAC game, they had the lead in the fourth quarter. I'm looking at Akron, they lost two by four. Miami, they lost two by four. Ohio, they lost two by four. All those games they led in the fourth quarter, they beat Buffalo, they beat Central Michigan. Then at the end of the year, when they uh, had the bowl, uh, when they was clinched that they weren't going to a bowl game, they ended up dropping their last three games. But uh, 13 returning starters this year, Holly back at quarterback. They've got Justin Rankin back at running back. He uh, should be an underrated back in the MAC this year. And then uh, the receiving core brings back Raquan James, the offensive line, with uh, three Four, well, it's a three starters back, we'll sure, call it. Yeah. Uh, defensively, they've got good talent. I mean, Kent's always played good defense. And last year, just 28.7 points per game. The previous year, 26. Generally, when you look at a team that's 3-9, and nine, you're thinking of they're allowing 40, you know, high 30s, 40 points a game. But Kent plays good D. But uh, uh, hopefully they don't get beat up too much by that Clemson-Marshall-Louisville early. And they could be a, a surprise team in the East. Sure, absolutely. I, I like that you mentioned defensively because they got a couple of standouts. Uh, Demetrius Monday had six picks uh, in 2015. NFL uh, scouts all over him as he approaches his senior year. So, you know, Phil, you're right. Same thing we said, though, here about Buffalo. Again, I think the uh, the the experts are looking at it uh, as much as yourself and saying that that, that schedule, uh, is that going to, as I said, can that poise them, uh, having to play at Clemson, at Marshall, at Louisville, poise them if they come through it with good health to make a big, big run in the MAC East, or is it going to beat them up? So uh, the the total uh, on the win side for them is three and a half for Kent State. It's, uh, you know, you you got to expect they're probably not going to win any of those uh those three that we talk about. So uh, they'd have to go four and five to go over that in the rest of their schedule, Phil. Yeah, but I, I think they do have a – I mean, they, they get Howard in week two, so they need to win three MAC games is the question. Can they win three MAC games this year? They host Buffalo. I think they'll be favored in that one. Uh, they host Bowling Green. That's a big game for both programs. They host Central Michigan as well. Uh, so I think the potential's there. Frankly, I thought Kent played better than I expected last year. As mentioned, you know, the first five MAC games, they had the lead in the fourth quarter of all of them, and, and uh-huh. that was not expected. Like the Central Michigan game, they were a two-touchdown underdog, pulled out the win. So I think Paul Haynes uh, gets that fourth win this year, and maybe even five. I, I think despite the schedule and the fact there'll be a dog in uh, probably nine games this year, I would lean with the over, and I think maybe maybe for once he can keep his quarterbacks healthy and catch a few breaks here and there and win those close games. Yeah, absolutely. It's been since the uh, the 2012 season, of course, when they had that that excellent year and uh, under um, uh, under head coach Daryl Hazel since they've last been to a bowl. So uh, they are salivating to do just that around the Kent State program. And uh, I- I'm with you. I'm going to go over Phil that, that three and a half, and uh, we'll see if Paul Haynes now, as we said, he's looking to be more physically imposing. Uh, better toughness about his football team. He's been gearing for that for a couple of years, and we'll see 
if that shows up and pays off. All right, let's continue on in the Mac East here. Strong as steel. Michael Regai, Phil Steele, and our producer Jim Nabosna with you. Great to have all of you with us. Greatly appreciate your listenership. Spread the word. When you go to iTunes.com, there's a section to leave a review. Tell us uh, how much you love this show and why you want to see it going forward with us. And uh, you do that, and we'll be... uh, Greatly appreciative to you. All right, uh, let's go to now, uh, Phil, as we said, we do these in alphabetical order. We stay here uh, in the state of Ohio uh, and uh, travel from northeast Ohio and Kent down to southwest Ohio and Oxford, Ohio. As we're checking in now, what, and we'll see what Phil has to say now, these last two alphabetically in the Mac East are maybe perceived to be the big boys when all of the the shouting gets done and Mac championship game time is ready in the first week of December. Phil, listen, how about six consecutive wins in a bowl trip after starting 2016 0-6 sound for you? Now, you'd, you'd probably say, nah, that that can't happen. Oh, yeah, Chuck Martin and his Miami Redhawks, they did exactly that last year. They start 0-6. They get their quarterback, Gus Ragland, back, and they rip off six straight wins and then lose Phil in excruciating fashion by one. Let's get beat by one in their bowl game last year. So Martin is absolutely brimming with enthusiasm, as he told me, uh, coming out of spring football. This was the year he and his staff have been pointing for. It's year four, right? So for the former Notre Dame offensive coordinator under Brian Kelly, he and his staff have been pointing for this the last few years. The bulk of the squad, Phil, are theirs. They're recruits here and now in year four. I mentioned Gus Ragland, the QB out of Cincinnati Molar. He got healthy. He started uh, just seven games, but Philly goes six and one with that one-point loss to Mississippi State and a 17-to-1 touchdown-interception ratio. Three top running backs, four of the top five receivers return. The O should be potent. Defense has eight starters back. Should be uh, huge to their 2016 performance. Phil, I don't know. I got to believe all your stock market indicators are going way up with Miami. Are they not? Yeah, absolutely. And the the difference to the team last year, it was a young team, got a little better. You know, last year coming into the season, they only had 15 upperclassmen, 70 underclassmen. And uh, but they were more experienced than you would expect, because all those sophomores had basically played already uh, as as freshmen, because Martin has played a ton of freshmen. And uh, that's what we saw with Miami. Now, this year, they actually have an upperclassman class. They've got a bunch of juniors on the team. And uh, the, all the arrows point upward for Miami. Yeah, they're going to be one of the, the clear preseason favorites to win the East this year. 17 returning starters coming back. They only lose 11 lettermen off of last year's squad. Uh, Ragland is back at QB, now firmly entrenched as a starter, something he wasn't at the start of at the beginning of last year. Uh, they've got back Alonzo Smith, Kenny Young, Maurice Thomas, all at the running back spot. All three very capable RBs combined last year. They basically had about 1,500 yards rushing. Uh, the offensive line has got stars like uh, Sam McCullum coming back, four starters back there. Ryan Smith, one of the better tight ends in the MAC, James Gardner, uh, who was a leading receiver last year, should have another big year. He's 6'4", 212 pounds. A big physical guy that can make plays downfield. Then you look at him defensively. Heath Harding, a cornerback, is back this year. That's big. Uh, one of their top players. And, and defensively, we saw a lot of improvement in the second half of the year. So it's a Miami team where all the arrows are pointing up. They'll be one of the preseason favorites to win the MAC. And you know, I for one last year thought that Mississippi State would handle them pretty good in the bowl game. I had them number one on my bowl confidence Whoa. list, and uh, rather, rather lucky to come out of that one with a win. So Miami impressed me very much in that game. Yeah, and I think what Phil and I are telling you, yes, uh, all of you Miami Redhawk fans, and you know, uh, come on, Phil, this is—I mean, this is the cradle of coaches, right? Come on, I—you know—the names, uh, the football legends, Paul Brown and Woody Hayes and and Bo Schembechler and Era Parsegian, all of these guys have coached at in the cradle at uh, Miami of Ohio, and so. I mean, Phil, look, you know, I thought you in the magazine, too, and I'd like you to expound on it just a bit. You made a tremendous comparison, I thought, to uh, Appalachian State with Miami and the two programs. And, and give, give our podcast listeners a sense of why you drew that comparison to Appalachian State. 
Yeah, Appalachian uh, State is a team that, uh, with uh, Scott Satterfield as the head coach back in 2014, uh, opened up a little rough. Now, he had been the coach in 13. They opened up 4-8. and eight. Things weren't great. And then they opened up 2014, 1-5. and five. And clearly, this is a team that's not going to make a ball. They're struggling. It's a rebuilding year. But what they did is they rebounded and won their last six games in 14. It wasn't enough to get them to a bowl despite their 7-5 and five record. Uh, that was a year where actually five and seven teams weren't making bowl games. And then in 2015, they kept the momentum rolling, 11-2. and two. Last year, once again, 10-3. and three. And this year, they're the preseason favorites to win the uh, Sun Belt Conference. So I, I, it was a young team that mm-hmm. struggled early in the year, won their last six games, and all of a sudden it turned everything around. And we might be seeing the same thing for Miami they, it, it, uh, you know, with a big turnaround. Yeah, very well could be. I think that is the uh, the heavy expectation. And then, look, uh, Chuck Martin was very frank with us, Phil, uh, coming out of spring. He said, yeah, absolutely. He said, everybody associated with this program, from me right down to uh, the walk-ons and the student managers, understand that we are uh, looking to win the MAC championship here in 2017. So uh, got to like that. Uh, again, uh, the, the wow, how about the jump fill in the perception uh, for the uh, the win total? Last year, I checked back, Miami was a, a two-and-a-half. This year, Phil, the win total jumps all the way up to eight for Chuck Martin and his football team. So you know that there's heavy expectations uh, surrounding the Miami Redhawks this year. You, can they get to a nine-win season and possibly win the MAC East? That's a heck of a question. I mean, because when you do look at the schedule, I think Marshall's a loaded team this year as well. And playing right. Marshall on the road is going to be pretty tough. Uh, they have to play Notre Dame on the road this year. The big game in the MAC East and probably the game that decides the Mac East. They have to travel to face Ohio on a Tuesday. Uh, I believe that's Halloween. Halloween night, Phil. Yeah. Halloween. uh, I want to call that one, man. That's a lot of strange things happen on Halloween. They also play Central Michigan on the road this year. So there's there's four tough games where they could very well be an underdog. Although uh, right now in Vegas, they're actually favored at Marshall, which is – I think Marshall's going to be a, a much tougher team than last year. So it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting to see. I had them at eight. So, I mean, it's, it's tough for me to call. I mean, you like the youth. I don't think Gus Raglan is going to have a 17-1 ratio again this year. Uh, but this team is just so much better and deeper, and they've got the momentum going with them. Which way are you going on this one, Michael? Yeah, you know what? Uh, yeah, because now, as we always say, hey, we we start our conference assessments and we're over, over, over. We say, well, Phil, somebody's got to go under, right? Right. But uh, it's not going to be Miami for me. While I'm with you, I really believe it's going to land right there at eight and four. But I don't like to straddle the fence and sit on the number. We let, so I'm going to go over. I'm going to say he finds a way to win, uh, pull off what you would call a mild upset maybe. I see Miami as I ask you. I, I think they could get the nine wins, so I'm going over, Phil. All right, and, and since we need somebody to go with the under, I'll lean with the under, but I mean, it, it, I expect eight wins out of Miami and the number's eight. So it's, uh, uh, it, it's one of those things where I'm just doing it for, for contrast here at this point. Absolutely. I will, uh, Phil and I will both tell you that uh, keep close tabs on Miami this year. Chuck Martin is an excellent head football coach, as we said. He's been priming for this uh, as, as early as 2015, two years ago, telling Phil and I, you know, by 17, by 17, we are going to be where we want to be. So everything is indicating that they exactly have that kind of shot this year in the MAC East. Which leaves us with uh, just one, uh, the sixth squad in the East Division of the Mid-American Conference is, I think, the one that probably uh, down through the years has uh, been the most prominent and uh, had always the most expectations around them. And I think a lot of it is because of their outstanding head football coach, Phil. I think the nation got to know uh, Frank Solich, uh, the, uh, the patriarch of MAC head coaches, starting his 13th season. Uh, got to know him as he coached Nebraska and coached him very, very well, his alma mater, back in the late 90s and early 2000s. Seemed to go 9-4, and 10-3 and three every year. Phil, I guess that wasn't uh, good enough at that time in Lincoln. Uh, so uh, then 
with Solis being let go, he found his way to Ohio. And, Phil, all he does is uh, seemingly win uh, in the neighborhood of eight games every year and go to bowl games. He's got a patent on winning is the way I like to say it. Bowl bursts in five of his last six years. The Bobcats only they, that MAC championship game Phil last year was terrific. Just the six point loss as a as a large dog, the powerful Western Michigan in the MAC championship game. Uh, uh, they recruit very very well in uh, in Athens. They never leaves themselves short when you look at uh, the experience side of things. They they should uh, they've got enough upperclassmen to be able to continue on a strong role. Phil, the funny thing about it when you look at it, as I said, they've been so good and so consistent, but they haven't won a MAC title with the Ohio program since 1968. Now they did drop in returning starters a year ago, but Phil, how do you see the cupboard stocked this season uh, for? Ohio to uh, certainly make a premium run to win the East and get right back to a second consecutive MAC championship game in Detroit. Yeah, I've been following college football since I was a little kid. I started following, I think, at the age of four. So I actually remember Ohio back then in '68 when uh, Cleve Bryant led them to a yeah. season, and yeah. then they ended up uh, dropping the Tangerine Bowl, which was uh, a, a game against Richmond. But uh, it was it was a great season for Ohio. But I'm going to say that Frank Solich, one of the most underrated head coaches out there, and I love both coordinators as well. Tim Alvin, his 13th year as the offensive coordinator, Jimmy Burrow, 13th. Year as defensive coordinator, and there's no better prepared team in the MAC than Ohio every year. I mean, this team can, uh, if it's close, the odds are they're going to end up uh, winning the game. They have had problems with injuries, and I remember talking to Coach Alvin last spring, and we're going over the running backs, and boy, they're five deep, and he is just so proud and so happy that they are so deep at running back. And then midseason, they're starting to walk on wide receiver at running back because they basically lost everybody. I mean, yep. it was an unbelievable situation. They've got A.J. Olette back, Dorian Brown, Malik Irons. Everybody was going down to injuries. Poppy White's one of the more uh, intriguing mm-hmm. players in the MAC. He's a dangerous game breaker. He can hurt you in, on those reverses. He can hurt you receiving the ball. Uh, and uh, also a dangerous punt returner as well. So he's a lot of fun to watch. The offensive line, they, they only have uh, they have three starters back. They look to be pretty good there. They also have a guy in Jared McCray who uh, only started one game uh, last year, but I think he's going to step in and be one of their better offensive linemen as well. Defensively, Quentin Poling at the middle linebacker spot is back. A, a veteran unit. I mean, they've got six starters back on D. You look at their schedule this year. They get that big game against Miami of Ohio at home. Uh, the the road games are against Bowling Green, Akron, Buffalo, and Eastern Michigan. Eastern Michigan is off a bye. I think that they steal at least one of those Power Five games. They play Purdue on the road on a Friday. They host Kansas. Uh, I think they steal one of those. And if this team can ever keep its health. They'll be that team that uh, could potentially win the MAC. Uh, I think Ohio's one of those uh, teams that could do it. And uh, frankly, I'm rooting for Coach Hill that you get it done here in, uh, since 1968. Yeah, no question about it. It would uh, be a big, big party uh, around Court Street in Athens, Ohio. We know that. Phil, I'm glad you mentioned that. I, uh, I'm going to be calling uh, both the uh, the home game against Kansas and then the following week they go to Eastern Michigan in one of the crossover uh, battles in the MAC. So I'm um, looking forward to that. Uh, back-to-back weeks with Frank Solich and the Ohio Bobcats. Uh, again, as Phil said, you know there are a lot of uh, prominent returners that come back that have played very productive football for them. Phil, all of that uh, in mind. Now, they beat Toledo uh, in the Glass Bowl Stadium last year, they do have Toledo as one of their uh, crossovers along with Central Michigan. This time they get them at home on a Wednesday night in November. The number, Phil, is seven and a half. So how about that? Even uh, less than uh, than Miami's eight in the MAC East. You know I'm going over with Frank Solich and his squad. I, I certainly uh, know that Coach Solich would be disappointed with anything less than a MAC East Division title and a, and a chance to uh, get to the MAC Championship game and a strong bowl appearance again. Yeah, and that to me is a number. You know, sometimes uh, folks will ask me when I'm doing radio shows, they'll be like, "Do you see a number that's out of whack?" You know, and that number right there is is just out of whack. When you look at Ohio, the last two years they've got 
you know, eight wins each of the last two years uh, during the regular season, despite their injuries. And if this team stays healthy, they sh- they should easily top that seven and a half. And even if they don't stay healthy, I think Solich and company get them there. I don't have them a true underdog in any game this year. I got toss-up games on the schedule. You know, the you look at the Purdue game on the road, that's not going to be easy. You look at Toledo at home, at Akron, it's not going to be easy. But uh, I'm clearly going with over 7.5. Out of the Mac East plays here, that would mm-hmm. be my favorite one. That's your favorite one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'm certainly with you on that. As I said, uh, I could see this football team uh, doing a, a nine-win season, not out of the realm of possibility, getting to the MAC championship game and uh, possibly winning the MAC championship game as well. So we'll keep close tabs on the Ohio Bobcats. And we mentioned earlier on here, we know that uh, that all of you are are certainly very uh, philstool.com. Phil went through at the top of the show all the bigger and better that's going to take place within the confines of uh, the various websites there. But Phil also is uh, going to be a large, large presence, now uh, full-time, uh, full-time employee with ESPN. Phil, give us an idea of how you'll enhance the college and NFL fans' uh, viewing and uh, reading pleasure this year. Yeah, and right now I'm hard at work in my NFL power ratings because I'll be uh, writing the NFL as well as college for college or for ESPN Insider. And uh, while it is a pay site, I do want to remind you it's three dollars and thirty-three cents a month, so that's basically less than half the price of a beer at a ball game. And you can get not only my college and NFL write-ups all during the year on ESPN Insider, but then you get the experts that they have for NBA, baseball, basketball. I mean, they probably cover everything out there, and it's all under the ESPN Insider umbrella. So very cheap, very worthwhile, and a lot of great information at uh, ESPN Insider. And to get there, just go to ESPN.com slash Phil Steele. That's ESPN.com slash Phil Steele, and I'll set you all up there. Appreciate Be- that. Yeah, beautiful. It's uh, well, you, Unless you're uh, uh, every day a presence uh, for college and NFL fans, they're not going to be uh, – Absolutely in the know. So make sure you uh, check Phil out. Keep checking us out here on Strongest Steel as well. We're done with July, folks. The college football month of August where games begin has arrived. That will start that tomorrow when we uh, swing over to the Mac West. So Phil and I are pretty, you know, it's, it's, it's Ohio and Miami in the Mac East. And uh, we'll see those two squads or if anyone else could surprise uh, with the potential of getting to a Ford Field in Detroit and the MAC Championship game. When we talk to you tomorrow here on Strongest Steel, we'll go through the MAC West and uh, see maybe who steps up there. Will it be Western Michigan again? Could it possibly be the Toledo Rockets, Northern Illinois? You'll need to uh, be with us tomorrow when we bring in the MAC West here on Strong as Steel. That's going to do it for us, for our producer, Jim Nabosna, for the one and only Phil Steele. I'm Michael Regai. I know you enjoyed it, everybody. Enjoy your uh, football day, and we'll see you tomorrow on August 1st, football month, when we get with you again on Strong as Steel. Till then, so long, everyone. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.